Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is Pod 50. I'm here with my co-host, Lita Herman. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. So this is a big milestone podcast for us. We're launching season three, and it's our 50th podcast. I can't believe it. We're 50 pods old. 50 pods old. And this is the first podcast of season three for us. Yes, and we're kicking off this season in a very happy mood. Happy, happy, happy. We promised a big surprise. Can I tell them the surprise? finally oh now, God, You're Jay. like a little kid, but yes, go ahead. We're on season three. This is officially season three, so you can go ahead. Okay, cool. I've been holding this one in for a while now. We're so excited to announce that our next happy podcast will be a fun interview with author of the best-selling book, Solve for Happy, Mo Gaudet former chief business officer of Google X, which if you don't know it, is Google's research and development program. And it's this super cool futuristic program where they only work on moonshots. Yeah. So if you don't know what a moonshot is, you're going to tune in and listen because he gives a really good explanation. And then he talks about what his current personal moonshot is all about. It's very inspiring. And I love to have some moonshots going on in my life. (laughs) So this season three, which we're calling Happy on the way to happiness is the topic of happiness, of course, which is one of our favorite topics. Yeah, we talk about it like every day. We think about it every day. So just for the water elements out there, we've decided to create a little more anticipation. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and before... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, right. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And before Mo and the Solve for Happy podcast... Well, if you haven't heard of Mo or his book, this would be a great time to go get Solve for Happy or download it, read it, let it sink in before you hear our convos on this podcast, you know, see, even some listeners need a few, a few, a few more weeks. A yeah, more weeks. a little lead time. And we've also asked Apple to promote this for us. So let's cross our fingers that they help us out with a little feature promo because we really do feel like the world needs to hear more Mo. Yeah, his message is just amazing. And it gives us a great opportunity to lead off the season with a really fantastic topic that we put a lot of thought into recently. What makes us happy based on the five element types is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So all of you five element enthusiasts out there, this is one of the coolest and unique concepts we've come up with yet. And we're going to just jam today on it and see what happens. Yeah, Alita, I'm not sure that they can tell if you're really excited. (laughs) I'm just so... You've been waiting all day. Can we do the podcast? Can we do the podcast? Can we do the podcast? I know you're just ra- waiting to go. You I- just Your fire's like overwhelming. I'm just so contained, huh? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think my fire champagne bubbles are about to pop. All right, so let's pull the cork on this yes. thing. But wait, before we start... Oh, no. <laughs> let's update everyone on the basics of what we're working on, like we like to do in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so let's just first mention that we'd still really love it, if you haven't done it already, to take out your little phone right now and click that little subscribe and review button. 
and you know hit a couple of those little stars but you know please don't do this while driving yes and wait so, till you're stuck in traffic yeah yeah right <laughs> no they shouldn't even do it then but anyway okay okay all right so you know click those buttons and if you write a review just a few words can go a long way yeah the number of reviews that we get in itunes of this podcast makes a huge difference in all the little algorithms and all those little you know uh levers that are being pushed and pulled by the <laughs> Some, tiny little people that live in the yeah. apple algorithm and you know we recently we you know we're up and down on the charts we're doing really great so any engagement you can have with the podcast you know just thank you for listening and share it if you want yes and i just want to remind everyone we have a great meditation app and a facebook group so check those out if you're new to the podcast all right should we get started yes should we pop the cork on your fire enthusiasm yes, please. are you sure yes are you sure yeah all right let's go let's okay go, let's go all right so the idea behind this is the thought that we have after a very long conversation we recently had does that that sounds familiar like every one of our podcasts yes we think there's a fundamental way that each elemental type finds happiness inside them. And it's a bit different than what we've talked about in the past, which we call the five element motivations. Well, you know, we could start off by doing a quick review of the motivations for each element. We haven't talked about that in a while. That's a really good idea. I think that we should do that. I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a good comparison to the happiness list. It's a little different. So of course, let's start with wood. Wood. Okay. So the motivation for wood five element types is what we call reward. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with that. So Wood loves a good high five, a job well done, a pat in the back. Even when they have to pat their own backs, it's okay. Keeps their motivation going, right? Yes. It's a good motivation. It's like a reward for what they're doing naturally in life to yes. get a nod, you know, or a nod from somebody along with the goal setting they make over and over and over. That's often the reward. That's all they need. Yes. Okay. They're constantly making new goals, new projects. I was thinking of it like that long, 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 long escalator <laughs> at the airport that just seemingly goes on forever. Yes. Okay. That's a good way to think of it. They always have, if they're happy in a good place, they always have ideas and projects. They keep rolling and rolling like that escalator. Yes. Just goes on forever. So, you know, it sounds natural to want others to see that greatness inside of them because that's all they do. Yes. And if it's, it's like if you're going to run a race, there better well be a t-shirt at the end of it or a medal or something to say you did a good job. Usually those are like the bare minimum. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I like to set up my own reward system. How about a race in a super cool place? Or it could be a fun mini vacation or an adventure. We're going to talk about this later. Yes. So, you know, if I train for it, the race itself is only part of the reward for all the hard work, but fun, adventure, travel, those all make it doable for me on the hard days when I don't want to do it. Yes. So that makes sense. So I understand why you want to run a half marathon in Hawaii or Bermuda, Bermuda or Florida. <laughs> See, right? <laughs> you know, it's great exercise. Then you have a travel place, a new place to travel to. New adventures will happen. I don't see the downside. It's a win, 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 win. Definitely. So how can I argue with that? You can't. <laughs> all right. Because we're going to run half marathons all over the world. Maybe. <laughs> I think all those marathons were just made for maybe waters too, but definitely woods. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a good way to motivate to exercise and, and also think about all the palaces you get to check off. That's true. Health, okay. 
and health. Health and health. Travel. Oh, okay. Travel. Creativity, <laughs> relationship, go. prosperity, <laughs> abundance. Right. Okay. All of them. It's all a, right. it's a win 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 win. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, so let's, let's, so that's wood really quick. So yes. how about fire? So the motivation for fire is the love and the heart connection, and so they're always inspired to be likable, so they can set up the opportunity for that heart connection. Which is why, Lita, you created the best career for a fire person ever. <laughs> Not only do you get to make heart connections like every day in your clinic, but you get to do it with people all over the world. Yes. And I hope with listeners too, you know, listeners are always surprised that I answer emails myself because I'm just thrilled to make those connections. It's just more opportunity to share the love. Share the love. Keep it real. <laughs> right. I still answer my emails personally too. I might take a little longer than you do, but I yes. still try to do them. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what about, um, let's see, earth motivation? Yeah. So how do they make life challenging for them? What's their motivation? Their motivation is to be understood. So they are always on the lookout for a good conversation where they can really talk to a friend and feel that feeling that the other person is really listening to them and understanding their motivations for whatever's going on in their life. So there doesn't have to be agreement. It's just being heard. That's such a great motivation. So they often listen to everyone else in hopes that someone will actually listen to them. And, you know, really listen, not just that, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, interesting. The head nod. Yeah, that bull beep kind of listening most yeah. people do. <laughs> like when someone asks you how you are and you don't know, and you just kind of know they don't really care about the answer. Yes. Like, you know, I always say they could, you could say, I just cut my hand off or things are great. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, so, but when you, so for earth, you know, when they get you, that makes them happy, right? Yes. They want to find people who might actually care about the answers. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So that's earth really quick. Let's go right on. Uh, keep moving here on to metal. Metals are motivated by respect and respect is different for each person depending on what they do in the world. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Mm. Find out would. what it means to metal. Me. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, they want to be respected for what they do in the world, but very fundamentally, they want to feel the sense that another person is honoring them. So it might just be the recognition that they are honorable in a way, in the way they conduct themselves in the world. So is that their prim primary motivation? Rewards? Yes. Yes. It's, it's just feeling respected. Okay. So again, with a little Aretha, R-E-S-P. <laughs> ECT. Now, That's, I don't think she was actually metal. No, I don't either, actually. <laughs> I think she was wood. She but was anyway, just metal wannabe. She was wood, I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But she sang that metal song. She did. Right? Right. That's cool. There you go. Um, all right. So last but not least is the water element. We always save water for last. Yes. And they love the anticipation of knowing they'll be coming up soon. So waters are motivated by intensity. They love anything that really generates intensity from, it could be a deep conversation that lasts all night, or it could be like a roller coaster that, you know, is thrilling. Or for some, they'll even jump out of an airplane. It's pushing the envelope for them. And that's going to differ for each water types yeah it could also be like reaching over for the remote yeah <laughs> okay. yeah that's really thrilling yeah <laughs> <laughs> they might like that might be it for the day for them well video games is the perfect yeah, example they're that, on the couch playing intense games they're very intense yeah and you know not all waters will jump out of an airplane i don't want you to think that because 
that's too scary for them. So there's no way they'd go do that, but there's something else that's not scary for them that might be scary for another water. And it really heightens that sense of inten- intensity. So they go for whatever that thing is. So the intensity of roller coaster, bungee jumping, skydiving, or video <laughs> games on the couch. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that was intense. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk for a second here. We got the motivations out of the way. Everyone has a little, that was the quick, quick version. Quick, quick. So let's talk about happiness and the different elements. So for each element, we thought about how happy or happiness would look, which I think is just awesome. Jay and I realized after talking a lot about what constitutes happiness in life in general, that we had different views of happiness. Like, you know, Jay's wood, I'm fire. And it suddenly dawned on us that each elemental type has a different way to be yeah, happy it in was life. like, ah, I know. We had a moment. Yes. It was mind-blowing. Yeah, we figured it out. And it makes so much sense why people disagree or agree or have different ways to explain it or express it or communicate on what really happiness is. Yeah. You know, to think of, think, just think about it for a second. What is happy for one person can be totally, be di- totally different for the next person, unless you look at the five elements and energy. Yes. So even if you look at His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, you might really love his book on happiness, The Art of Happiness. And, you know, it's referenced all the time in happiness circles. But is it really an approach for your elemental type? You know, when you told me that we were going to talk about this book, I went and I looked and I had this really, you know, uh, thing that I highlighted from a long time ago. So this it's summarizing His Holiness. He says, as long as there is a lack of inner discipline that brings calmness of the mind, no matter what external facilities or conditions you have, they will never give you the feeling of joy and happiness that you're seeking. On the other hand, if you possess this inner quality, a calmness of the mind, a degree of stability within, then even if you lack various external facilities that you would normally consider for happy, necessary for happiness, it is still possible to have a happy and joyful life. Wow. So this is- That's the external, not controlling the internal. Yes, right? exactly. And so this is why a huge focus of this podcast has always been on self-cultivation because, you know, that's what he's talking about. You know, how do we get that internal life to be stable and calm? This is what he's talking about, you know, doing something to help your mind learn some skills. But the way he describes it, Jay, is very water because he's the water element first. Of course. Of course. So it's (laughs) authentic and genuine from his energetic perspective. Yes. And I will put that somewhere on the website or the show notes. That's a great idea. It's a long long quote, but it's really, really powerful. And, you know, I see what you mean about waters. Very much that calmness of mind. That's their happy place. Even though they live in intensity, even when they, you know, handle emergencies and are jumping up and doing things, they're still calm inside. That's the stillness I often talk about with people, the inner stillness that people can find and connect with. It's them, It's inside of them. Yeah. I mean, you brought up emergencies, like to, to see a water person in an emergency, you would not, they're unflappable. They're just amazing. And when they're happy, they they also have calmness of mind and they can do things that are intense, but maintain that calm even while jumping out of an airplane. Sure. And you know, I've, I've watched the Dalai Lama, his holiness speak on many occasions and it's like serious, intense moment. And he'll just rip a joke. Yes. And blow everyone out of the water. That it's just like that unpredictably that it was so intense. And that's, that's his way. I'm, 
pretty certain that's his way of dealing with intensity. Yes. Is just getting, finding the humor, finding Fine. the thread that binds us all together. Yes. And a lot of time that is humor. So he does have that perspective of water. Yes. And I'd like to add that we would love to hear from you waters out there to see if this resonates with you. It's not just about the calmness of mind that brings you the joy and the happiness, but we've thought about this and it's about the positive anticipation of life that you feel every day. So waters not only love to be intense, that might be the motivation, but in the moment of intensity, they are totally in their element. But what gets them out of bed in the morning, you know, that that inner happiness to be eager for the day and feeling like they're, so for them, it's their happy anticipation of something they're looking forward to. Yeah. So boredom or not having anything to look forward to, then the water starts to be stagnant. I often work with water people who, who feel like they don't want to get out of bed in the morning. They don't want to do that. They have nothing to look forward to. So for a water person or someone who has water, you know, anywhere in the top three, if they stop doing things, they will get stagnant. Yes. And it's just awful because stagnant water tends to begin to overthink things and then their minds are, aren't calm anymore. So they lose that calm that the Dalai Lama is talking about. It's like they, they have a singular focus when they're looking forward to something that something could be six months from now. It doesn't matter how long in the future, they're just totally focused on that future event and, and that's excited. a little different than the wood goal. Yes. Yeah. We're going to get to wood. So when they overthink because they don't have anything to look forward to, then that leads to unhappiness. And that's usually anxiety about all the negative stuff that might be coming to them. So I guess in the absence of anticipating something fun and interesting coming along, or what we call in Chinese medicine, being open to all possibilities in a positive sense, they'll begin to focus on the negative possibilities and how to avoid them. And that's kind of like hell for a water. It's like, depression. Yeah. So for waters, we'll say positive expectations or anticipation is their state of happiness. Yes. Yes. And their intensity can vary. Yeah. We don't don't want to put that in a box. Yeah. And they don't want to be intense all the time. No. No. Um, So their focus in meditation, if we were to create a five element water meditation, which Which we should do. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Okay. It would be to focus on the positive expectation of good things coming. Let's do it. Let's create some five element meditation apps. We'll put them in. When we're done, we'll let everyone know. Yes. That's great idea. See, that's why we're always have work, 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 a lot of projects. We never stop working. What a great idea. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) All right. So that that is a good one. (laughs) Well, you thought of it. Yes, of course, right now. I'm joking. But it is a good thing that we uh, have thought of this because I think it's really helpful because We've been studying happiness for a while and it's just confusing how everyone has a different slant and no one's wrong, but they just don't always line up or are in alignment with each person. So, yeah. And I think the listeners will get a better sense as we work through the other elements. Hey, we started with water first. We started with water first. (laughs) Hey, let's go backwards. Let's go backwards in the five element circle. That's a great idea. So let's do metal next. Yeah, that means that. Uh I'm just kidding. You're helping the woods win because we're saving the best for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's go. Okay, well, you want to do metal first? All right, let's go with metal. Okay. Second, sorry. Yes. Um, Okay, so tell tell me the scoop on metals. So for metal, the state of happiness is calm, like the Dalai Lama talks about, but it's it's more than just calmness. It's about connection to a cosmic realm. And through this connection, there's also a letting go and a freedom. So much of our lives 
all of us, we have a lot of responsibilities and medals tend to take them on really seriously, even when they're not required to do so because they feel like they need to be of service. So actually all these responsibilities can make them unhappy and cause them a lot of worry and grief. So the happy state for metal is to feel completely free, like a wanderer. And within that state, they have a deep connection to all that is without a sense of responsibility. Yeah. I think if you've listened to the podcast, we call that the magic carpet ride. Yes. They're on the magic carpet ride. They're That's the wanderer. It. They're free and easy. Yes. Um, wow. That was really deep and profound as it should be for metal. Yes. And very elusive. I think this is why metals tend toward depression a lot of time. A lot of the time, some have never experienced freedom in any sense of the word from day one. You know, they might feel an obligation starting with their parents, maybe their siblings, and then it starts to extend to their job. And think about how they love to be respected. What brings respect, you know, easiest in the world? Well, fulfilling these obligations, you know, this is what makes you respected. So being someone people can count on is kind of what metal falls back in. And so it takes away that sense of freedom. And really metals need to ride that magic carpet ride. They need to, to, in their own minds, find that freedom where there are no shoulds. No shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yeah. Yeah. And, And just their desire to be drawn to one thing and then the next. You know, yeah, I love it when you call him the the knight errant, like the old yes. King Arthur. You know, the knights that wander around saving damsels in distress. Yes, but you a- know, let's not be like you know. They could just save dames and just guy. What's a guy? What's a guy? <laughs> right, guys the guy distress. version of damsel. <laughs> Dame, we, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to be sexist but, about it. But. That's right. Like, go around helping people. <laughs> helping saving people. Saving people, yes. And so happiness... Sorry, damsels out there. It's not just that. Yes, so happy... Because <laughs> there are a lot of damsels the, listening to this podcast, evidently. They could be in distress. <laughs> I yes. don't know. But anyway... The perfect happiness for metals is when they're really free to be in their woo way. And, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. So, you know, showing up when they're interested and motivated to help those damsels in distress. But then we're not going to say that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Humans in distress. (laughs) Humans in distress. But then when it's time to go, they don't feel shackled in any way because the woo way takes them to a new place. Would that be like guilt or obligation? Exactly. You know, um, responsibility. Yeah. All the downers for metal. Yeah. Even though they crave it, it can also chain them. They kind of create it. Yeah. And then they wish they hadn't. Correct. Not a great place for metals. So yeah. So it's hard to really let go and be free. Yeah. Find their own happiness through the way. But that is the true happy for metal. Okay. So let's go with earth would would be in the middle no matter what. Yes. Okay. So that's true. There you go. So this one we thought about for a long time because- Of course we did. Yes. Because it's all about thought. (laughs) (laughs) So earths are motivated by understanding. We've already covered that. And it seems very like a one-on-one relationship, you know, someone listening to you and understanding you. But we realize that happiness for earth is bigger than just one person or just one conversation. You know, the motivation's always there to have those big aha moments, which usually happen with a conversation with 
with someone who can truly listen. And that's awesome. But their day-to-day happiness comes from a sense of belonging to a family or to a home or to something greater than themselves where they can be truly authentically themselves. Like when we talk about the home palace as being where you can walk around in your PJs and everyone is totally accepting of that. Hopefully they're wearing PJs. Hopefully. Yeah, really good point. So it's a deep sense of inner belonging that can often come with being a part of a family that really accepts you. Which is a big challenge for some Earth people. And you know, that can be your family of origin or one that you might create, right? Like your family of friends? Yes. And I think a lot of Earths do create a family of friends. It's exactly that. Some Earths are blessed with awesome families and others have to create that family. But in either case, usually the Earths tend to hold the center of that family, the space for the rest of the family to have the connection in. And they're doing that literally, like for example, having holiday dinners and potlucks and such. And they're doing that also conceptually, like checking in on people and making sure everyone in the group is doing okay and that everyone feels like they belong. So it's kind of their job. They love doing it. So when the family's doing well, they're really happy. But this also leaves them vulnerable because often members of the family aren't doing so well. So in those times, their inner happiness and knowing, you know, can suffer. So they're there for people who are struggling, as long as they hold that center core for themselves, they can still weather that storm and, you know, help the other people feel that sense of belonging. Well, I also think earth people, um, if they have young children, then the children grow older and then they come back with their children. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a cycle. Yes. Um, and it's not always with children. It could be, you know, families of, of choice as well, but people move on, people move away, you know, the dynamics change. And I think that that can be challenging for an earth person to to maintain that inner happiness. So maybe a better strategy for happiness for earth is to focus more on being part of the home with a capital H, as as we like to say, then create the home with the people around you. And it could be sometimes difficult to deal with that and the changes that come with that. Yes. So what happens for a happy earth when the family dynamic disintegrates with infighting, it can be devastating. So true happiness can't really hold up if your entire happiness is based on that family. So instead of going back to the Dalai Lama's approach, what's really going to calm the mind of an earth and bring a happiness that doesn't depend on their family being happy, it's a spiritual sense of belonging, of a feeling of family with the oneness of the universe or with the divine. Wow, that sounds that sounds good, but it sounds kind of hard. But well, it sounds great. It's beautiful. Well, it can be hard, but what's harder is getting everyone in your family to behave. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's more, you know, <laughs> I said, okay, I'm all for that. So it's more about self-cultivation, meditation. You begin to feel a sense of being merged with your wholeness. Yes. So instead of trying, you know, this is the perfect example of trying to base your happiness on the external of others. Yes. So for earth, really turn it inside. Yes, exactly. So that's such a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go with fire. (laughs) Do your personal experience here with your fire. You are so fire today. (laughs) All right. So this is what made me realize each of our versions of happiness had to be different. Every morning I do a special light meditation. You know, we haven't included it yet on the app because it's a very advanced meditation meditation in Taoism and requires some pre-training before you do it. But once I started doing this meditation, my happiness levels at least doubled. I think I've always been a fairly happy person. I think a lot of fires would say that. 
But as one of my very first teachers, Elliot Cohen said to me about 20 years ago, he said, Lita, if everything is so bad, what are you so happy about? And like, I was shocked. I was like, Oh, he thinks I'm fire. Anyway, so he was right. He was right. And, you know, that was my life before I started self cultivating. I was generally happy and I proclaimed myself to be happy, but I had all these external bad things happening and my focus was on them most of the time. So, really, even though I felt kind of happy and claimed to be happy, I had a lot of unhappiness and complaining going on. And if you had Earth third, which you do, which would make a lot of sense of what we just talked about for Earth. Yeah. So if you did slip yeah, into your third spiritual yeah. connection, talk a little bit about the light meditation. So the meditation is cultivating an inner light. And this inner light is like a touchstone for me to create contentment. You all notice I'm excited about a lot of things and that's great, but excitement about life isn't enough. There has to be inner contentment for fires. And that's a true fire happiness place. It is a calmness of mind, similar to what the Dalai Lama says, but I would totally not describe it as calm. It's way more than calm. The light is stimulating. It's active. It's exhilarating in a way. It's got a fundamental sense of contentment that feels unshakable. And that's a huge difference between a happy fire and an unhappy fire. Fires and waters are both susceptible to anxiety. And fire anxiety is just a general sense that something bad's going to happen at any moment. And it's an uneasy feeling. So having a sense of contentment is less focused on the outside world and more focused on feeling good, no matter what's going on outside. So describing it as the light inside, or you could say the light and the love inside you, a love that's unshakable and really connected to to the divine. And that's fire happiness. Oh, that sounds amazing and beautiful. And what can fires do who don't do the light meditation to make themselves a little bit more happier? Well, I think it's the same thing, you know, focus on a sense of light and love inside you that's not dependent on the outside world. Yeah, which could be a challenge for fire people. And those of you who are doing our meditations, there is a really important meditation in stage one, and that's the journey to your higher self. Yeah. That is the one of the first steps to some of the more advanced light and love uh, meditations. That's that, a great idea. So there we go. So yeah. um, you don't have to do the advanced Taoist one that Lito was talking about. You could start right there. And I like that you use the word contentment. Yeah. That's a underused word in the fire. Yeah, world. that's so. true fire happiness. Okay, you know what's next? Wood, wood, wood. We save the best for last. <laughs> yeah, right. Water's like, what? You yeah. always say the water's the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's go with wood. They're all the best, Jay. They're all equal. Yes. Equally the okay. best. But wood's just a little bit better. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> okay. well, if you look at a forest and they're all equal, there's always one tree that's just a one leaf taller than the other. Exactly. One. That's the wood trees. <laughs> all right. So Jay and I talked about this a lot because wood is probably the hardest to actually find happiness, even though they can totally go through life mastering their world. And they can be a bit like a control freak. And that's why they're so bossy pants. So the controlling part of it is a bit of, of a problem. It really is a lack of trust of the people around them, you know, being able to do a good job or at least as good a job as they would do. 
So if they take away the focus from the others in their lives and they focus on their own engagement with their life, that's the secret to wood happiness. Engagement. And by that, you mean not to be bored. Yes. So exactly. Nothing makes a wood more unhappy than boredom. Even if they're- No, that's not true. Stupidity. Stupidity. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just That too. That too. But even if they're on vacation, they'll attack sitting in the sun on the beach, doing nothing as a as being totally engaged in that. Yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, I've probably done that on a few vacations. Um, And, you know, maybe because they're engaged in getting a good tan or maybe they're, you know, they want to meet someone who's in a hot bathing suit next to them and they have to think (laughs) of a strategy. But for me, the beach is just laying out in the sun. It's really kind of very boring. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I just could never get into it, but I'm just saying that's me. So, so I had to take, take a walk and be engaged in the, in the nature, like looking for sea glass or, you know, going, uh, bodyboarding or, you know, looking at when the best waves are coming in or what's the, you know, the ideal temperature or to do this. It was just engaged in any, any way I could think. Of yes, it. exactly. You find your own way to be totally engaged in any activity. And let's face it, lying on the beach isn't exactly the most engaging activity. No, and I grew up near the beach and I can tell you my favorite thing to do is not lay on the beach, but to walk the beach and experience the beach and be connected to the beach. Yes. So Jay, your happiness is when is what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's something that you can't wait to go explore, investigate, research, and then do. It's not just the doing, it's the total engagement of doing it. And can I tell them about your, about the running? I I knew you were going to bring that back. I was hoping you weren't going to bring that back up. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about the running. Okay. So Jay's just for, uh, you know, educational purposes. Just for education. Jay's Jay likes to be private. It's a wood thing. But anyway, here we go. So Jay's been a runner most of her life. You know, she's very athletic. But, you know, sometimes as you get older, you get a little less active. So this year, she must have been a bit bored or not engaged because she totally upped the health palace. I was a little bored. I was always been a big athlete, but not necessarily a big runner. Right. But very active. Right. So definitely I was bored with my exercise routine. Totally kind of like just meh. And then having our uh, Master Alchemy program, really, this group really inspired me to work on my daily routines, my habits, like Tai Chi and yoga, meditation, journaling, and then running more consistently. I was just totally kind of like, you know, not quite putting 100% into it. So she solved the challenge by signing up for a half marathon. What? <laughs> OMG. So now it's not just about running uh, a bunch to get ready. Like, that's how I do it. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to run a half marathon. I guess I'll just go out and run. And run, 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 and then yeah. be ready, right? And then, yeah. you know, oh, no. No, that's not, not going to fly for no, a wood that's person. That's not engaged. That's just doing what makes sense generally. A wood person cannot just do the bare minimum. There's just no way. It's about researching every aspect of how to run better, setting up weekly weekly goals and timetables, investigating what's the best strategy to getting to that level of running. And oh, did I 
you know, mention the gear. Well, it's all about the gear. <laughs> it's all about the gear. But, you know, at this point in my life, I, I think I've dialed it back a little. Just the <laughs> necessary gear. <laughs> but it has to be super cool. Yes. So yesterday I was reading about shoes and now you have to have two pairs of shoes and you have to equally rotate the shoes. Okay. All that right. That was my so, epiphany yesterday that I read about. So that's perfect. She also needs a running shirt. She probably needs several of them. And there's... Shorts. Shorts. And, and now she needs some kind of gadget that can measure her pace and her times, like a watch, a running watch. Who, what runner doesn't wear a watch? Now, I don't wear a watch anymore. So it's a challenge for me to find a watch, research the watches. Watches have changed a lot in the last 20 years. Yes. Okay. So it's, you know, do I get the Apple watch? Do I get the Garmin watch? Do I try the new Coros watch? <laughs> so it was like a whole week of just Doing the watch that stuff. out. So you can see how not boring the simple and frankly boring task of running has become. Jay did that. She made it fun. She made it interesting because she's fully engaged in it. You know, it's that sense of engagement in life, that total throwing oneself into life fully. That's the happy for wood. I don't think a lot of woods understand happiness because it's definitely not a definition of happiness that's in this mainstream society. Exactly. So if we go back to the Dalai Lama, you can say that when you're wood and you're doing this, you are in the Wu way. You're totally present, totally engaged and allowing yourself to be directed without holding back. It's hard for a wood person because we have to hold back a lot. Yeah. And that's a really good point, Jay. You know, the holding back is an issue. So challenge. Challenge. So happiness for Wood, you know, it's funny to say, Wood people say this is a state of total peace for them. It's peace within the activity in this feeling like they're connected with something greater than themselves that directs them. And now remember, they have an inner oracle, like their inner future teller. And so when they're connected to that sense of something greater directing them, then they don't doubt and they throw themselves into life full heartedly. You make that sound so easy and so divine. <laughs> well, it is if, you know, if wood is yeah. at its most optimal. You know, I think that's actually true. If you to find the wood person who's happy and got their groove going on, so to speak, and they're doing, they have a lot of different projects. And, you know, I think people look at them as like, what? Like a big mystery. All yeah. the elements are mysterious to all the yeah. elements. If you don't take time to understand each one. And, you know, on a personal note, when we figured this out, this was huge for me because I always hesitated when I asked myself if I was truly happy, I heard all these, you know, I've studied happiness and I've heard everybody have their definition and I could understand it and I could see the logic, but it just didn't quite sit with me a hundred million percent. Like, you know, like yeah. it just didn't, it didn't quite. match up. Right. And so then I'm like, there had to be, so then you're like, is there something wrong with me? Do I have this? I do, but I've done all the work. And then this just kind of, and I do firmly believe we're all five elements. Right. So I could get it on many levels, but now I feel like that was the missing understanding piece. Right. So it's it's a different definition of happy that is purely wonderful for wood, but it wouldn't work for water. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally different. So yeah. we realized that each element has its own version of happiness. So I'm sorry, but is holiness the Dalai Lama's version of a calm mind, the water version, it's not the same as the wood or the fire or the earth. You know, they're totally feel different. the same when yeah. you get that sweet spot. Right. And I can certainly understand the calmness and the beauty of what, you know, he, he writes about and says every day and all the other philosophers and beautiful people who say things. I can understand it, but the, you have to 
feel it in your own element. Right. And we could summarize and say that each element is happiest when they transcend to a level of connection with the divine in their unique elemental way. Which is what I try to say, but you said much nicer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said that much more beautiful than I did. Okay. Oh. So it would be wood being engaged with the divine, fire being filled with the divine light and love, earth having that sense of belonging with the divine or home with a capital H, metal being connected to the greater beyonds that they can be tethered while they're wandering around, and water being in the realm of all possibilities, which is a connection to the greater wisdom of the universe. Well, Lena, I think you nailed it. That was just absolutely <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and you know, that's a great, if we can't add to that, no. it's a perfect place to end right there. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Um, so, all right. So that's it for our first uh, podcast on happy, on the way to happiness. Yes. And we have Mo got it coming up soon. Um, the week after this, we're going to actually, we have it uh, in two podcasts and they're awesome and amazing. And we're putting all the final touches on it and we're going to uh, spring it soon and everyone can listen to it and just be inspired. And if you haven't got his book yet, it's called Solve for Happy and you can get it. And I'm pretty sure you can go on Audible that we have that special promo thing and you can go to audibletrialcom.com backslash whoosh, inspired action yes. and get it free on yeah. us. Get the, get the book free on us and yes. try it for 30 days and see if you like it. Great. Thanks. Thank you, Lena. That was very inspiring. Yeah. All right. Bye for now. Be happy. Be happy. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast and you've reached the end. Woohoo. Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog. <laughs>